I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Sensemaker. Hello, I'm Tomini and this is The Sensemaker. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, what one military convoy can tell us about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. These images that they have released appear to show a very large deployment of Russian ground forces. You can see lots and lots of military vehicles there, hundreds of them in a convoy. That Now, this is apparently to the northeast of the Ukrainian city of Ivankiv and moving in the direction of Kiev. A little over a fortnight ago, shortly after Russia's invasion of Ukraine began, news broke about a 40-mile-long military convoy that was snaking its way towards the capital, Kyiv. Satellite images showed a massive column of Russian armoured vehicles, tanks and artillery advancing from the northwest. At the time, it seemed like a symbol of Russia's military might. And it was, in terms of hardware, a sign of just how many resources Russian President Vladimir Putin is willing to pour into this war. The big fear was that a military force of this size could be used to besiege the city and swiftly bring about the fall of Kyiv. But it was also a symbol of Vladimir Putin's hubris. He thought Ukraine would fall quickly, that it would succumb merely to the threat of Russia's military might. So his commanders initially tried to take Kyiv using paratroopers dropped into the city and smaller, lightly armoured divisions. They were repelled. The 40-mile convoy is, in effect, a second wave after the first failed. And soon after it appeared on those satellite images, it got stuck. For about a week, it didn't make much progress. One reason it was held up was because it was attacked by Ukrainian forces. Repeatedly. Here's Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby speaking earlier this month. We do believe that that the actions by the Ukrainians have in fact stalled that convoy and certainly slowed it down, uh, stopped it in some places. The bravery and persistence of Ukrainian soldiers really put a dampener on the convoy's advance. But it also revealed something else. Russia doesn't have the well-oiled military machine some thought it had. It's also of a piece of Russian challenges that they've had just in terms of their own physical ground movement, sustainment, logistics. They're running out of fuel. We still believe that in in some cases they're running out of food for their soldiers. So they've also been plagued by their own missteps and stumbles. At first sight, the convoy had seemed like a symbol of the threat Russia posed to Ukraine. But when it stopped in its tracks, it looked more like a sign of incompetence. There were stories about how all of this was affecting morale. Russian soldiers were apparently deserting their vehicles. And there were reports that some even sabotaged them by putting holes in the fuel tanks. 
Videos posted online appear to show Ukrainian farmers hauling away empty tanks with tractors. These were the stories that gave people hope, that maybe the Ukrainians could beat back the invaders. But should we really have read that much into it? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. In terms of the the infamous convoy that's, um, you know, bogged down in and around Kiev, yeah, I, it's odd that they bungled the logistics and the you know, the concept of operations around that so much. Um, but what I would add is it's it's one of something like nine axes of advance. Right. So there are there are one or two that are going very badly, and we can see that. But there are five, six, seven others that are actually progressing. That's Sam Cranny Evans from the Royal United Services Institute, a military think tank based in London. He's an expert on land warfare. He told the newsroom I work for, Tortoise, that the focus on the convoy meant we could have been missing the bigger picture. Russian tanks and military vehicles aren't advancing on Kyiv from one single place. And we shouldn't forget that there are many other towns and cities further east that are under serious threat from Russian forces. And even though the convoy stalled for a while, it didn't stay stuck. Breaking news tonight, new satellite images show that 40-mile-long convoy north of Kiev has dispersed and redeployed, moving rocket launchers and towed artillery into local fields and wooded areas. Satellite images showed that it had dispersed into towns around Kiev. It looked like Russian forces were regrouping. They could be readying themselves to advance on the capital, even if it is much later than their commanders intended. Russia's military really is having logistical problems and the Ukrainians really have been putting up a fierce resistance. The convoy's slow progress showed that. But in this war, nothing is predictable. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. It's made by a team of us at a newsroom called Tortoise. We're publishing a collection of daily messages from people inside Ukraine as the Russian invasion unfolds. To listen, just search Invaded, voicemails from Ukraine, wherever you get your podcasts. Today's story was written and produced by Ella Hill. The Sensemaker. Tortoise News is where we make sense of the world, and over the next few weeks, it's the home of Tortoise's election coverage. Between now and polling day, you'll get special live episodes of the news meeting from across the country. 
John Curtis and Rachel Wolf will discuss the latest polling and policies in Trendy. And Tortoises' Alexi Mostris and Patricia Clark have a brand new show called Could It Be True, where they'll examine questionable claims from the campaign trail. So, to make sense of the UK election, follow Tortoise News wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.